Jorges Carrias or Alvidas Sabonis? <laughs> Did they nail it? Yeah, Alvidas Sabonis. You probably know the Sabonis, right? No. He's a uh, the basketball player. I was I was about to see what food is that. <laughs> Here we are. Um, we're, it's episode four of the T1 podcast. Season two. Season two. Yeah, well, then it would be episode 24, wouldn't it? That's we'll true. <laughs> anyway, we're on the fourth episode of the rebranded T1 podcast yeah. with uh, myself, Neil, and Matt. Hello. We have a, a special guest with us who we will reveal in a moment. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about what we've been up to and just get it out of the way. We need to get this out of our minds yes what have you, well I, I can tell you what I've been doing I've done the Oktoberfest gravel event at the weekend which was really good fun good weather there so was, that means you're only allowed to drink beer the whole way around <laughs> I think I was the only person that wasn't drinking beer because I was driving but there was a there was a there was a lot of people enjoying the party <laughs> I think I sent you a video didn't I yeah, yeah. it was really cool so the Joanna doesn't agree from the club, but um, they have these really cool tops where you're dressed in the leader hose and uh, type things. It was really quite smart. So nice. I've got you one because you were meant to be there, but you were you couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. I've been sick still. I think I moaned about this on the last <laughs> podcast, but it, the continuing saga of my pneumonia has gone on and on and on and on. And I sort of emerged from from the I don't know the blanket of illness for about a week. Managed to do a couple of bike rides, and then had to get another procedure to do a checkup. And I wasn't allowed to ride or do anything for another week. So today I did a little run. I ran eight k at whopping seven minute per kilometer pace. <laughs> run walk. So. Better than my roth. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we should say you're with us in person today. So were yeah, you run, were you were you running in Amsterdam? It was yeah. Was yeah, it yeah. nostalgic? Mm, I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. <laughs> well, tell us, like, um, for anyone listening, how you would recommend dealing with illness then? Yeah, I was, I was like, sort of thinking about this uh, the last couple of weeks of, of especially I was when I was starting to feel a little bit better, I was sort of looking around, like, what can I do? And I think... Uh, if you're sick and I don't know, it can be a really frustrating time that you can't train, do all those things. So I was like, okay, well use this time to get everything else in order. Right. So I've got fully, my race plan for next year is a hundred percent done. We're ready. I've got, you know, races booked in. I've got accommodation booked <laughs> in some of them. That is hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like, but taking some time to actually, you know, like plan those things that you, you kind of get when you're, training and everything, everything gets a bit busy, right? So taking a, a moment to do that can be can be kind of smart I to thought, do. I thought you might say something like, I've got the children, all their Christmas presents, but instead, it's, I've got all my races planned. <laughs> of course I've got the children. No. <laughs> but then uh, also, uh, start, like, especially the last couple of weeks, starting to feel a little bit better. So now I've uh, been doing a little bit of prep on the bikes as well. So changing over the tubeless sealant and checking the brakes and stuff. So that's been good. So, but I think it's just sort of important to stay busy and it feels like I'm doing stuff, which isn't quite training, but it's going to allow me to train in yeah. future. So that's yeah, like investing in the future. Yeah. Did I tell you my story about tubeless tires on the mountain bike? It's really simple. I blew it up and it just blew up and all the sealant came out. The tire just blew straight off the rim. Were you covered in sealant? I was covered in sealant all over. The tire came off the rim and it buckled the wheel. This is on the mountain bike. 
I've heard actually, of this before, yeah. Yeah, I have to, I have to get the wheel trude. Um, but anyway, that was my story. And the good news, there's a canyon service centre in Eindhoven you mentioned, right? I was just looking at this. So I live in the south of the Netherlands and my, my tri bike is a Canyon Speedmax. And my God, is it hard to get a decent service for that thing. <laughs> I, I think any tri bikes now, especially like the super bikes, are so sort of dialed in and stuff. Yeah. They, I'm trying to get anyone that, that can kind of take care of that properly. But yeah, I've just found out there's a the brand new opened uh, Canyon Service Centre in the south of the Netherlands. Has it not been there for... There's been nope. something there. there or was it in be, conjunction with Giant or some weird arrangement? No, I think it used to be... Uh, Shimano. Shimano. Uh, there's something in... in uh, they now sponsor the thing in Valkenburg, right yeah. down in the south. Yeah. So you can do experiences there. Right. But there used to be, I think, a logistical well, kind a, of like a factory delivery thing down in... Based in Eindhoven. But now it's this whole it's thing proper. you can... You can literally just show up there with your with your canyon, and they will service your bike if it's no, small you stuff. Were, really? You have to book in for big stuff, but yeah, yeah you can just turn up. It's and I figure speaks. if if Canyon can't do a good job on a Canyon bike, then they've <laughs> yeah, made a truly horrible from, product. <laughs> kind of speaks volumes of all the people that are buying Canyon bikes, I guess. So like, if I'm if I'm sick again for another week, then I'm gonna have like three services booked in for Canyon for next you'll, year. You'll maybe turn into a mechanic. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Right, without further ado, like let's talk we're gonna introduce our guest here and we're gonna talk about the the, the race that, that you've done. It's it's a race that holds legendary status, I think, in the triathlon circles. Norseman. So Yeva. Hello. Welcome. Now First things first, tell yes. us how to pronounce your surname because I think I tried in the last podcast and I hope I wasn't offensive, but no. I tried my very best and it wasn't happening. I think it was cut out, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I think okay. you cut it off. We did. We maybe did. <laughs> I'll let you hear that after. I was listening very carefully and I was like, and here we are, we're like, no, I'm not going to give it a go. So no, I gave no. it a go. We must have cut that out. But then it was cut off. Uh, so it's Lobachuta. Yeah, I don't think I could. I wouldn't even. have gone with that. <laughs> no, you wrote down Lob... You were close, actually. Matt wrote it. That wrote down here. I think I spelt yeah. it right. Oh uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome and thanks for joining us. No, thank you. We're going to spend a bit of time to hear about your experience of Norseman, which is of we'll let you talk about what the race is. But before we do that, and you're you're a big you're a long term fan of the podcast. You've often given us questions for yeah. other people, members of our club, and things like that. And so you know how this usually starts off. You, you or you should know when we've got a guest, we usually give them a little quick fire round of some questions. Okay which you won't have prepared for because you won't know what the questions are, yeah, right? No. So Matt is going to give us... Oh, you're idea. not throwing this on oh, me. Because <laughs> I can't read some of the things that I, you've I've got read. no idea. Okay, so this is going to be uh, a quick, quick lesson in yeah. Lithuanian as well, at the time, uh, as well as a quiz. Quiz for me, quiz for you. Okay, good. Okay, question number one. Vilnius or Kaunas? Vilnius. How is it? Vilnius. Vilnius. There's no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 let's start again. I got the first let's say, you're from wrong. Lithuania, right? I'm from Vilnius, yeah. yeah. Ah, there you are. Vilnius yeah. is the capital. You know, my grandfather was from Lithuania. Whereabouts? Is it Smolensk? No. Um, Smolensk, is that small like Polish? Yeah. No, um, he's from Lithuania anyway. Smolenskis was the surname. Does that sound oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. Lithuanian, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true story. And my grandmother was Dutch. But anyway, right. So that's true. 100% true. He's making up just to Not get the brand going. 100%. My grandfather, they met on the border during the war of the Netherlands and they moved to Scotland. And my father was there's born. no Lithuanian border. No. With the Netherlands. <laughs> 
well, you're definitely you know, making this up. You know, back, <laughs> back then, many <laughs> moons ago. So it was Things probably move. escaping the war. This is it's true, true story. story. Grandfather uh-huh. was Lithuanian and grandmother was Dutch. But anyway, I really digress. Let's go into quick fire. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I need to give you a clue as to what I'm going for here. These are two Lithuanian delicacies, apparently. Seppelina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seppelina, yeah. Or Keptaduana. Keptaduana, yeah. I feel like I nailed yeah, that second yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, which so is your favourite? Tepelini. It's a potato dumpling with meat inside. Ah, oh, it's very... That sounds good. It's like yeah. Peruvian. And, uh, and the, the first one is uh, fried bread. You probably know with uh, your wife. With the, uh, yeah. Polish, the yeah. pierogi for sure. Uh, the dumpling one, yeah. Yeah, our dumplings is like... So pierogi is like kolduni. Yeah. And mm, Tepelini is bigger, so like the hand yeah. size. Yeah. Ah. But it would be in Poland as well, like especially if they it's... They do, I think it's got another name, but I don't yeah, know Yeah, I'm name sure it yet. will be a bit Polish. Some more delicacies, yeah. Yeah, so Good a lot research. of potato or yeah. bread, yeah. basically. But Tepelini is my favorite just because you have... Meat as well. And got a good research. That's quite good. It. Yeah. Right. Next one. Oh, this is real tester. <laughs> Go for it. Jorgis Karius or Jorgis Karius, uh huh. Avidas Sabonis. <laughs> Did you know it? Yeah. Avidas Sabonis. You probably know the Sabonis, right? No. He's a. Uh, the basketball player. I was I was about to see what food is that. <laughs> I'm not joking. I thought it was another food. Uh, <laughs> I no. thought it was another no. food. Oh, um, and Jurgis Kiris is a um, the, he's a flame a famous um, pilot. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it was uh, doing independence things and stuff. But um, Sabonis, I think, is just for his um, so when in SSR, so in Soviet Union. They won the Olympics and he was in the team because we're part of Russia, the mm-hmm. Soviet Union, I should say. So, yeah. The, but he's quite, you know, he brought in like, yeah, definitely inspirational he's person. He's not a potato then. No. <laughs> no, no he's like quiet. The, the most, you know, you should do an episode about basketball, no? Like, <laughs> well, another true story, right? This is also true. I used to work oh, for... Oh, no, Your true grandfather story. was a basketball true player. St- no, no, no. <laughs> The Dutch one or the Lithuanian one? I used, to work, I used to work for Hearts Football Club that had the owner, Vladimir Romanov, who owned also a, a Lithuanian basketball team. Oh. And I met him. Yeah. He wasn't very well liked in, no. in Edinburgh, I have to say. But anyway. Okay, so that, I'm away from the, my dodgy Lithuanian yeah. pronunciation. No, now, you did very now, well. Now it's your, uh, your turn to be put on the spot. <laughs> so where do you think is more beautiful, Norway or Scotland? Uh, Careful. It's too much hesitation. Uh, <laughs> if it's raining. Well, that kind of rules out the whole. Um, <laughs> it's always no, raining. No, it's always no. raining. Uh, I've only been to Glasgow and around. So, in terms of the town, I would take Scotland. In terms of nature, very, I would probably take Norway. I think I think I could change that. I think yeah. I, if you went up the west coast of Scotland, you would change your mind. Yeah, maybe. So it's just you know you have a bit of bit of uh, both. So yeah. Okay, I'll let you <laughs> Okay, if you have to choose, yeah, going for a run at five a.m. or going for a run at ten p.m. Five a.m. Morning person. Yeah, mm. definitely. That'd be the same. Okay. But harder to get up in the morning. It's easier to say I'll run at ten, but come ten o'clock, I would no, hate, I would, I'm, I'm, I would yeah. hate it. 
If I haven't done past six, like forget about that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to move my schedule earlier and earlier because I think it affects my sleep. With having kids and stuff, like when yeah. they go to bed, it's easier for me to get out. So yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. But I'm I, trying to. I actually did that. the, you know, the, oh my God, what's the challenge? There has a name for the guy's name, but this, you do four miles every four hours. Uh, for, yeah, for 48 yeah. Did hours. You do that? Yeah, I did oh, that wow. Be, wow. because I was building up to the ultra. A race for the marathon and i've heard it's a good way to rank up the miles because you need to do more than one run yeah, yeah. and this is when i ran You're running on tired legs and as then well. you run, and then you i ran at 1 a.m and 5 a.m and so i find the 5 a.m was like the most beautiful we should see what this is this is where you run 10k every four hours right i think for four days no it's uh, four miles two. every four hours for 48 hours okay, okay so it's yeah. six kilometers yeah yeah, oh, but you actually, you think I thought it's going to be easy, but because you run, it's in the four hours you have you run. So and it's then, really three hours in between. Yes, and then yeah. you have to stretch if you want. If I need to stretch, then you want to eat, eat. because otherwise you don't eat. Yeah, and then at night you try to sleep. Yeah, and it's actually not so. I've heard it's tough. I've I've considered it, but um, yeah, maybe, it's manageable. Yeah. yeah, and I bought a house in, in between those runs, so it's also was good. <laughs> <laughs> but were you going. slightly delirious? And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant um, I meant to have a gel, but I bought a house. <laughs> still, like, still trying to sell it. Yeah, forty-eight hours, just like whatever. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it's five a.m. Okay. You should see her car. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, given that you've just come off a huge race, yeah. what will be the next race? Well, what would you prefer to do, an Ultraman or a sprint triathlon? Oh, ultra for sure. Okay, uh, oh, I thought I was away from these, <laughs> but I'm not. Falikau or Brunost? Oh, these are, these are now uh, Norwegian delicacies. Oh, God. So They're not basketball Falikau is apparently mutton and cabbage, okay. which sounds almost Lithuanian. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or... Brunost, which is brown cheese. Oh, God. oh no, God no! That's that's the, that's yeah. just sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how to eat the brown cheese, but yeah, definitely the first then. Okay, like mutton a, and cabbage. Yeah, cabbage is Lithuanian, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay, last few: swimming yeah. pool or open water? Open water. Road bike or gravel bike? Mm, road bike. I don't have gravel, like, so it's easy. Okay. There's something wrong with the brakes on your bike. Yeah. Do you fix it yourself or do you take it to the store? No, I fix it myself. Nice. We, we like that. There we are. That was it. It wasn't that hard, was it? I mean, no. we, we kept interrupting. So yeah. it was a bit of a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a, <laughs> an, easier, an easier time for you. Can you explain what Norseman is? It's a extreme triathlon. It's still Ironman distance. So it's 3.8 kilometer swim, 180 bike and uh, 42 kilometers run uh extreme at least for me uh for my understanding it's why it's extreme is because of the weather that tends to be quite unpredictable cold water um and the bike and the run definitely has much more uh elevation than usual ironman races so, so that's, we can break it down so the swim is different because it's in a fjord yep and you have you start the uh swim so they take you out 3.8, well, they really take you 4.2 maybe kilometers out from the shore. It's at 4 a.m. Um, that you leave the shore, so it's still quite dark. And then they uh, spray you with cold water. 
I didn't know that part. Yeah, because to acclimatize. Uh, that would be the worst part. I think, <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was to acclimatize you to the water. So the yeah. the actually the I know I'm diverting already, but the, there's Northmet's research team. Um, so they've done a lot of research mm-hmm. into the cold water swimming. Yeah. So trying how to prevent, and that's why it's one of the introductions. I don't know, ten years ago or something, that they need to spray you with cold water. So you start acclimatizing before you, you so you don't have a shock. Basically, I don't have to fetch you, uh, early. <laughs> and then, and then they open the the end of the ferry. It's normal ferry, like a passenger ferry, yeah, right? It's a yeah. passenger ferry there. Yeah, there's nothing like there's no glamour. We were sitting like on the metal, you know. There's no cushions or anything. Yeah. It's just like you come in like cattle. You sit down <laughs> on the floor and you wait until the ferry moves. And then you have to jump uh, into the water. And the jump was quite, d- because it's still dark, like as you jump, I jumped 20 to 5 because I checked the, the time, you know. I know when I die. In case. <laughs> uh, and uh, another, I will be able to tell anyone. But anyway, and then um, the jump was quite, yeah, I thought it was deep. But anyway, and, um, and then you have to swim to the starting points. So you don't just swim straight. So you swim to the starting point behind the kayaks. And then you should start swimming. There in our race, we were lucky with weather. So the water was actually uh, quite warm. Uh, but then the wind was so strong that they start the the fairies start moving further and further away. <laughs> so you can see fairy moving out and people just jumping out. That'd be the only time I would be and forced, then, to, and forced then, to do a swim. And then you have to like get to the swim start. The extra, yeah. And yeah. So anyway, so this is maybe we'll have to cut half of this. No, but, no, no. Uh, but, but okay, so we'll dive into a bit more detail yes. here. But then the bike is difficult because of the elevation. So we yeah. had three thousand, I wow. think three thousand seven hundred. <laughs> And the run is uh, 1,500. And the run is, uh, I think, about half about uh, is a normal-ish run. Yep. So 25 kilometers is like around the lake. And, and then, then. <laughs> and then you start climbing the for 1,000, like 500. I think you get to a, a tough part before you hit the mountain and then you get to, yeah, potentially climb the mountain, right? Yeah. As, the fi- as the final part, which is more of a hike than a... It is a, the hike, I think, right? Yeah. That ends versus a road, kind of road, but it gets narrower and narrower. And then um, I think they also, because you go to the mountain, you also have to have a support crew for the last, uh, from 25th they can run and from the 32 it's a must. Uh, And then you have to have mandatory kit, safety kit, um, because there are two groups of people running up the hill. I'm probably going ahead. And that's some people run to the top of the mountain and this is like, High, 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 and then the others. I think it's one thousand eight hundred meters above the sea level. Mm-hmm. You end up, um, and the others are lower. But you still need to carry like uh, um, lights, um, cold cover, the you know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the blankets and stuff like that. So, so kind of obvious why they call it an extreme triathlon. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. that. It's definitely extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we know what it is. Let's yeah. take yeah. that step back to before. Yeah. What I want to know is firstly when it came on your radar like yep. how you first heard of it and decided that you were going to do it yep. and secondly as you said how the fuck did you get in yeah it's super hard to get in. yeah it is so how i got heard about it so i was um i transitioned from running to triathlon because i i had knee uh injuries 
and um uh, I think my physio at the time didn't went didn't think I was gonna do Ironman. I thought she was gonna do I'm gonna do like sprint or something. Anyway, and then I was preparing for my first uh, race. I think it was mid uh, middle distance, and um, my friend who got me into running then got me into triathlon, surprisingly. And we were coming back from this race, and he said, "You know, one day I would love to do this race." And he described it to me, and I thought it was like a hard rock metal band in Lycra. <laughs> this is like this is how <laughs> I imagined it. Or you know the, the race know, had a, had if, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if there was like, I don't know if you watch Eurovision, but they finished once, uh, one Eurovision, and there was like hard rock band. I thought they are kind of, you know, in a hardcore. Yeah, seat. long hair, big beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head to toe leather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's, uh, yeah, it's like a hard rock fairy tale, right? Heard of it. I think I parked it because he said it's very hard to get in. And, you know, you need the support crew and because it's not self-support, it's self-supported, so you need to carry all the food with you. I think that's why it's also extreme. Um, and, uh, you know, it's planning, it's called blah, blah, blah. And then I, I don't know, I just left it. And then I think the ego picks, it, picks up once you do your first Ironman, you know, and then you're like, hmm. Maybe. What's next? Yeah, why, why not? I've done the Ironman. I mean, it can't be that hard. And then I start applying it was 2016 was my first entry. Wow. So yeah. then, and because you roll, uh, you know, next year um, it's your chances, double. Your chances yeah, get triple. higher. So essentially it's like, I think, what, how many spaces? 300, something like that each year? Yeah, it's 260. Okay. And so the way it's, like, it's essentially a lottery. Yeah. Yeah, but, but some of them you, are allocated to locals, aren't they? Like if you're yeah, so there's Norway, like 30% yeah. of Norwegians, I think. Yeah. Uh, so there's... 260 but now it includes also like the uh, media etc so it's not around 210 really yeah. slots and then they say 30 percent is norwegians and then they the advantage is being a woman for now mm-hmm. uh that you also they try to prioritize uh, i think there has to be at least 30 percent of women right. so then you uh if there aren't many women applying you obviously have a big advantage and then there is um Rating on the, the, they take a quota per country as well. Okay. And so uh, from Lithuania, I think there are around six of us that keep rotating in that pool. And um, then advantage is that at some point my name is just appearing probably six times more. And then I'm because, I assume because I'm also a woman, then, you know, they push the, they have the advantage, I guess, yeah. I don't know. So I got it, um, the place last year. And uh, so you've been a- entering since 2016, yeah. that's right. So just, just to clarify, it's, it's basically a sort of a lottery. It is. With certain, like you say, certain things prioritized depending yeah. on, so they've got a good spread of things. But every year that you enter consecutively, yeah. you get an increased chance. Exactly. You get sort of, if you've entered for five years, you get five tickets in the exactly. lottery kind of thing. Yeah. And I think if you entered in 2020, something COVID, I think you got double points. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. So I think my name was there a number of times basically in the hat uh, circulated. So um, how did you feel when you got the message? Well, you know what happened? So could it spam? I got was, spies. no, I was in actually in Lanzarote and uh, doing my, you know, training camp. God knows for what, but I was like tra- training just in case I get into Norseman. And then um, <laughs> they say that... Seems like a good crossover, Lanzarote to <laughs> yeah, Norway. Pretty yeah, similar totally, weather. <laughs> totally the same. 
Um, and then uh, they said they're going to call on the day to and try to announce, you know, so you pick up the phone and say, oh, yeah, uh, but you got yeah. the place, right? And But you can't sit on your phone all day. So it's like, I'm going to the pool and I come out of the pool and I have a missed call number from Norway. And I was like, I think this is it. But then from the call until they send an email is like a week. Uh. So you dread. So you wait there and you dread. Or you dread or you're happy, you don't know. But then there was a video of like the, the when they called and my name appeared there and I was like, maybe it's another Yeva. There could be. Maybe they were wanting to know how to pronounce the surname. So <laughs> 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 maybe it's good I didn't pick up my phone. What do you think of Brown G? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. And then, uh, yeah, I got it in the confirmation and um, it still didn't feel real. And then I was like, mm. but they take the money, right? Because you, you give your card details. Yeah. yeah, so you're like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was a bit like, yeah. No, not believing that it's actually happening. When do you find out? How far before the race do you find out? Uh, November to August. So how many months is that? Okay, so it's sort of eight, nine eight, eight months. months. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you wow. get the message. Then I think, yeah, I've got two. two when I think of Norse, I've got like two yeah. questions around. One yeah. is around, let's park this one for a sec, but they're around the support crew, which is really unique mm -hmm. to Norsemen. But firstly... When you live in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, <laughs> start. how do you, other than the weather, which is probably pretty good, but how do you start training for, for a race, which is sort of renowned by the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's been a challenge. And, um, so I, um, so there are two things that, uh, I've done. So one of them is I increase my strength training. Um, at the gym. Um, yeah, at the gym. At the gym, yeah. So I am a bit of a con converted person at the moment on that, that you can do really a lot of things and you need to do them if you want to improve. Um, but, you know, you have to do different things for, for what you want to achieve. And uh, so we really worked on my legs especially for um, so that I can take the load, base mm -hmm. lower back as well because I was having... I know when I went to the mountains, I, I started having lower back pain. Gym, in short, gym. And then when I could, you can use turbo trainer like to uh, here. And then I took out, I went to Limburg a few times for a few long weekends, uh, like four days and just ride every day and just try to ride as much up basically mm -hmm. as you can. So for, uh, we do actually have a few listeners outside of the Netherlands as well. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone, that, that yeah. Limburg is this little tiny Bit yeah. that hangs off the bottom of the Netherlands. It's yeah. basically Hellen. Belgium, yeah. Yeah. but um, it, mm. yeah, it's surrounded by Belgium and Germany in every single way. It just like hangs off like a little Definitely. ball. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's where we get our hills, and it's where the Amstel Gold Race, which you might have heard of yeah. from a cycling side. And I entered it this week. Nothing like we don't have any big long kind of no. mountains to climb, but it's it's non-stop hills. It's so that's where, where we, we all get, go for yeah. some some hills that, or you can sometimes go to Germany. Mm -hmm. Did you use a track? What bike did you use for it? Road bike. Road bike, yeah, I thought that That's was one of the mistakes, but we'll come to that. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. But um, the, not the road, road bike, I think I needed tri bars. I didn't put anything. So, right. But anyway, we'll come to that. Reflections, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I did uh, two trips to uh, France. And uh, like um, one, I did, I did both races. And uh, one just 
quick weekend and then the other one actually went a week and then <coughs> I trained, well, tr I tried to ride <laughs> and run and then I did the race, but it was, yeah, it was crazy. Like uh, we had, I think, 2,800 meters elevation gain in 80 kilometers. Mm. So that was like, okay, I was like, if I can do this, then I'll, you know, I should be able to do that. And they have like, it's long calls, right? And yeah. that was very good for Norseman for one mountain, but it was very good because you do 12 kilometers of climbing and then 12 kilometers of descending, yeah. which you can't get in Valkenberg, but it's in Valkenberg, yeah, you go a few yeah, hundred, yeah, okay, kilometer maximum, yeah. and then you go down. Yeah. There it's 12 kilometers and you're like, okay. This is <laughs> do you think you'd have struggled like if you hadn't done yeah. those yeah yeah especially descent because my descending is you just i don't know i just get out of practice i guess right and uh well it's a skill you've got to work out right like because neuromuscular you can kind of mirror a lot of the same parts of climbing yeah but descending isn't about no. fitness no it's <laughs> so much no. yeah, so, and fear kicks in as well exactly yeah. so then i had a few struggles but then before the race day i was uh well in Pyrenees, at least, I, w I was ready. And then that definitely descent was very helpful because in the Norseman, the last 28 kilometers is descent. Nice. Uh, it was, of course, raining. <laughs> I was going to ask what mm, was the weather. Yeah, but I and I was just, just like, accepted. and, uh, and uh, at the time, we'll come probably to that. My crew said, you need to cycle as fast as you can. I was like, do you understand it's raining? <laughs> I'm on a road bike. It's not exactly. And I was like, if the cow comes out, it's not going to be good, right? <laughs> but it came very handy because there were a few happens and it was like you basically could tuck yeah. basically as much as you could. So that's on like the physical training. Did yep. you prep for the weather? Uh, I think in the Netherlands it's already quite good prep. <laughs> but were you, maybe, were, were maybe you kind of consciously France. going out when it was raining or anything like that? No, to... no. The only thing I've done is uh, for the water, for the cold water, uh, because that was the only thing I was worried about in the whole race is the swim. I worried about nothing else. It's due to the temperature. Yes, yeah. because it is a cold water swimming and I have not very good experience before. I did uh, Austria Extreme and I, I had hypothermia. Right. And uh, so after that, it's in my head, obviously, right? So you know how, how mental is very strong. So the only thing for temperature, I did cold showers. Um, and then I started them in pretty much November and I just continued mm -hmm. them on. Um, and, uh, when I could swim outside of the wetsuit, that's the only Did thing. you get a special wetsuit? I did, but I didn't use it in the end because it was too big, but that's another story. <laughs> but, uh, cause you, you can get wetsuits, which are aimed more at cold water swimming, yeah, right? Exactly. Like kind of a little bit more like it fleece, has a fleece or, inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, I thought that I'm going to wear like, uh, so loads of people, including me, we bought, um, like a hoodie thing underneath. So it keeps your core, uh, warm and it goes over your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the neck is also, because this is where you get like cold water running in and now you're just like, Ugh. um, and then, but I don't know what happened to me, but I kind of it felt too big, the, the, the wetsuit, right. And then I thought if I'm going to have cold water floating in, it's going to be worse. So I just, yeah, I just... Uh, what was the temperature of the water? My Garmin said 14. Right. Okay. But that's I think pretty, it was a bit... It's not too uh, bad, but no. it's pretty cold still. Yeah. It's, it's but I think there were uh, patches because the water um, melts from the mountains, snow. Mm -hmm. and it's coming it, through the glacier. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it brings in. So you had like warmer patches, which I think was probably up to 16, but overall it's 14. Yeah. 
but it is manageable. Okay. And then, so go back to the other one. So if anyone's done like a half Ironman or Ironman, like every 2K, you go through your nice aid station, which has got all your food and drink waiting Mm. for you. And, you know, you you can kind of buffet your way around it. Yeah. That that isn't the case for Norsemen, right? You have to provide your own well, supplies. Yeah, you provide your own supplies and you do that by having a crew. Correct. Who have to provide everything for you. Yep. They have to stay with you on the bike or sort of stay near you on the bike, bike to make sure your safety and then some a couple of really lucky ones get to run up a mountain with you. Yeah. So I'm this is what I find really interesting as well. Okay. Like how did you decide on your crew? Yeah, I was going to say, or how did you recruit them? Because yeah. what did you offer? Thing, them? It's one thing deciding. Brown but cheese, they, yeah. brown cheese, <laughs> and brown be, cheese woo. and potatoes, rain and brown cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so I th- I thought that it will be um, it will be a challenge um, in selecting people because there are some people who wanted to get involved naturally, and um, so it's really what do you need? And this is what they say in the manual, kind of. You need to think, what do you need? Um, and yeah, I know I need a driver because you need someone to drive a car. Uh, and you need a runner. So you need at least two people. Mm-hmm. One person can do it, but it's a tough job, right? So my husband will drive a car. I knew He's, he can't run. He has this messed up knee. So I was like, okay, I need another person. And he needs company. It's a long day yeah. because you start early. Um, so you need to reckon bike at free. So we were awake at one. And, you know, so by the time you're done, it's also a long day for them. And they just drive basically and stop where they can. Um, And then I had, uh, so I asked my friend, um, who's also Lithuanian, to uh, run with me. And uh, I thought they'll keep a good company. Mm -hmm. And then my physio, Marit, is Norwegian. And then I was like, "Mm, (laughs) you know, do you want to go home? And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's... 600 miles away from where you are, but it doesn't matter. Close As, to Amsterdam. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> it's the same country, right? Yeah, and yeah, there's brown cheese. And there's brown cheese, exactly. So she said yes. And then I thought, um, just in case, you know, there's, I don't know, I need a back massage or, you know, yeah. uh, that would be obviously good. And it's also about the the dynamics of the personalities, the, of the personalities right? yeah. and how they go. So the two guys are a bit more like introverts. So that I need someone a bit more punchy uh, in there. A cheerleader. Yeah, cheerleader a little bit. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of my choice. And it is difficult because Norway is also expensive. So you mm-hmm. don't want to load someone yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. is struggling financially and they might want to do it. But um, flights like were the cheapest <laughs> thing out of the whole trip, you yeah. know. So it, you also need to be considered how people feel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I can also imagine even like family members maybe, but they'd be kind of useless in that scenario, no. you know? So no. you need no. people who are going to, yeah. you, you also need someone that's going to be like logistically on yeah. top of things, right? You need yeah. someone who's like a real like Excel spreadsheet yeah. person kind Correct. of thing, right? We're going to be at this point and yeah. we're going to have this gel and we're yeah. going to have. Yeah. And, and what to do when things go south. Yeah, I was mm. going to say, you probably need someone with experience of some sort of extreme event, possibly, or mm. just to know certain things, no? I think it's a, like a, kind of trying to find the balance of knowing you uh, as a person, knowing you maybe, it, it was very handy phys- physio, because they know kind of issues we were dealing, you know, and um, someone also I can 
Tristan, for me, the language was very important, Lithuanian, because the Austrian stream that I did after hypothermia, I couldn't speak English. Ah, I never thought about that. Yeah, my I yeah, was speaking I was speaking Lithuanian, and my husband was looking at me. What he doesn't speak Lithuanian, and like, I, he, I, I, I think she's. Ordering some sort of cabbage with <laughs> brown cheese and cabbage. Yeah. She's uh, just so Neil's grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> True story. True story on the border. On the border. Uh, so yeah. So it's uh, this is what I thought I needed, and you also have to have a, to ensure that people are self-sufficient, because the last thing you want as a person uh, racing is to be managing other people. Yeah, yeah. You, you're looking after yeah, looking them after or them. worried about exactly. how they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was kind of my uh, recruitment choice. How did they do? They actually, you know, on the, on the, next, on the evening and the next day we were driving, uh, well, we were chilling and then we were driving the next day and they were cracking all these jokes. And I was like, what is this? Like they named the car, the car name was Priscilla. And they said, oh, Priscilla, so blah, blah, blah. You and I was like, and all this fun. I was like, what? <laughs> and then they were listening to, because my friend lived in Denmark and there's always this Denmark Norwegian thing, right? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. owns what and who gave away what? And, you know. The Scottish so, and English have it as well. Yeah. Fine. So I guess you, you, you know what I mean. So there were all these jokes and I was like, what? I was like, I couldn't understand anything. I was like, I'm just going to sleep because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. So I think they got, got well. I think it was a good choice in the end to um, to put them free. Uh, it's also just to have the the vibe a little bit for them. Yeah. So it's yeah, adventure they need to for keep them. Themselves up as well, eh? yeah, because it's a big, like you said, it's a big day. <laughs> exactly. For everyone, so. Um, so yeah, you need to think what you need, and then to ensure that you don't need to be looking after them as well. Who do you have on, uh, who would be your crew, Neil? You've got me thinking, because I was thinking about people, like who would be on my crew, and Mm -hmm. you're probably going to hurt some people, right? Because there's people that just want to be there for you, but they're going to be shit. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. Like, absolutely <laughs> shit. Thanks, mum and dad. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's that no, kind of thing. Not and the family. So, like. I don't know who I would who I would have. Like, mm. driver would be my friend Kenny. He's like a total control freak with this kind of stuff. He'd be the Excel guy as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Two Runner, one. R- what's that? Two in one. Excellent yeah. driving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hopefully not at the same time. <laughs> And then Ian Niblock would be my runner for sure. He's got, he's like a, he's sort of like a radio as well. Like you, you want someone that's just going to, well, that can entertain you, but mm. knows when to shut the fuck up as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know like, if he does. Yeah, they but, have, do you have to be able to switch them off as well? Yeah, yeah, Ian's very, so Ian was one of the people that helped start the club back in the day when we started mm. the attack. So, and he's one of my friends. He would, he would be my runner. So yeah. what have you got? You've got runner, driver. What else do we need? Like, these are the two kind key like roles. Marry, kiss. What is it? What's that thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kiss. Marry, kiss, kill, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he'd be my Run runner, drive. driver, my XL person. Then you probably just need your big up man. You know the the person yeah. that's going to yeah. hype you up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, a DJ. <laughs> that's what I mean. Your hype up person. Who would that be? That'd be the yeah. dog. I'd want the dog there. She's cool. Oh. <laughs> but it's um, you saw families like with children and grandparents and I'm like what it's probably a great thought but does it get in the way or maybe not maybe it lifts the spirit maybe, maybe it's just a different way I so mean, they can be as a spectator not necessarily support yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. really different experience if you're from Norway as well because yeah, then course. you're kind of 
Yeah. You've got the car, you're driving, the whole family can come. It's like yeah. a yeah. Yeah. an experience, That's right? Nice you're not having to pay too. everyone to go, yeah. you know, or everyone's exactly. having to pay it. Yeah. Who, who would be in your support? Yeah. I, I've got no idea. I don't know. I think when I did that sort of uh, self-supported ultraman, I think you did a great job. Yeah. Like you, you helped me out on the bike. I was a and driver. You were, you were uh, driving and running. snacks. <laughs> so that, and to be honest, driving and snacks is... Uh, they're, they're the key roles. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite... What about running? Yeah, I do, I'd find that really difficult because I'm I'm a very like solitary athlete. I like to train and race on my own quite mm-hmm. a lot, and I, like, it's it's that sort of says all experience. the non-finishers of Norseman. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, but you need to have someone, right? Yeah, you have yeah. To. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mandatory. mandatory. So, I, I, like, finding someone that wouldn't piss me off at that point would be difficult. I that think that would be tough for anyone. I think so. I'm gonna have to maybe like. Do you know any mute people? Like, like I can. The dog. <laughs> the dog. Can, that's why I, I said the dog. She can run. Yeah. She's always happy. She's not going to talk back. I'm get not sure she drives, but yeah. You can get one of those little things so she can carry uh, carry some Food. snacks on yeah. the back or something. Just did you, did you get pissed off with any of your support crew during the race? Pissed off? Yep. Like no, annoyed, no, no. angry or? No, yeah. they were very good actually. Yeah. Um, no, they were definitely kind of... Um, Follow the instructions. You <laughs> you also need to follow to tell them what they need to do yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you just say like, uh, because I said I am not gonna eat. Yeah. I guess this is what I asked my question to Anna because I vicious my stomach. I was like, you're gonna have to force feed me. Like I'm gonna say no. You're gonna have to feed me at the stops, right? You knew that before yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. Anna didn't know that and just didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is, this is lucky escape. Um, so yeah, so because you at some of- point your your stomach just turns off, right? Yeah. But is this something you always have that you just know you're yeah, never going to yeah, eat yeah. from I think the start, it's a- or is it when you get really no, fatigued? No, I think or- I get going, and I think it's a stress, maybe like right. uh, you know, stress about the race. I don't know. I was like, so I know that, and then in a like a marathon, it's three hours, right? It's kind of you can control uh, it for some people. But okay, but um, so. Whatever, like it's a shorter time, yeah. but Ironman, you're longer out, so mm. it takes longer. And then on the run, usually it's not, it's not pretty. So, um, so I was like, you need to feed me on the bike as much as you can so that I can, you know, have energy uh, for the run. Um, you know, and Did you have to- any like special snacks to turn to? I think that you were really yeah. looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, pretzels oh, because okay. I, I knew I'm going to need something salty. And I have potatoes, boiled potatoes of salt, um, which were boiled not without the skin, but never mind. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, but Le- I, learning point. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't explain it to the cook. Um, so yeah, I was looking for salty, and then on the run, I was looking for Coca Cola. Yeah, like, that was my. I was like, just give me the Coke because I can't drink this anymore. I can't have the gels anymore. Like yeah, just, it's the uh, same with Roth. It's yeah. Coca-Cola after a certain point. Tell us, can we go back and yep. talk about the race itself? So yep. the, the legs. So you jump off the boat, right? You've been sprayed with really cold water. Mm-hmm. You jump off the boat. You swam a kilometre to the start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's at least 400 metres. It's like really, like, I was like, you must be kidding me. Like, I still have a long day ahead. Um, and I actually, I was quite, I was quite nervous. It's understatement. I was very nervous. So the lady, we were hanging, sitting all together on this floor and another racer, we started talking, she's Norwegian and she's like, 
you know, nervous. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's jump together. So I had someone to jump, like we had our hands together. And oh, then I, I did hold beautiful. my goggles. I did my hold my goggles oh, because they're good. like, hold your goggles. Um, <coughs> How high is it? Did you? Did it's like three or four meters. Yeah, three or four meters. I would say. Yeah. Feels a bit thirty at that yeah. time in the morning. Well, because you jump into the, just the pitch black almost, yeah. right? So it is. Yeah, I think it's just because you don't know where you're jumping. It's yeah. the worrying thing, right? Yeah. And uh, um, but oh, once no. you're in the water, you know, you do the usual thing. You float in the back. You get you know acclimatized. Well, you're already kind of acclimatized because you had a shock. But and then you kind of put your head, and then you breaststroke, and then you swim to the start, and then you just follow the kayaks. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 quite easy. And then it's like twenty minutes in, and you're slight. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the shock. I think of dark unknown yeah. Yeah, it's a normal reaction right the body's protecting you i'd done a 3k swim in 12.5 degrees because if it got below 12 they were cancelling the swim that's how i know with a wetsuit and the biggest um the, it was the hands and the feet and the mm, as you see the back neck. of the neck like just was so 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 oh. so cold after you think you're fine and it's only once you get going and you know, towards the end, it, I really mm. began to feel it at that point. So for the Norsemen, you allowed the uh, booties and right. the gloves were not allowed until July. And then July, they changed the rules. But I was like, I haven't trained with gloves. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm yeah. not going to do it because I have no idea how it feels. And I, I packed them and I thought if they're going to say it's 11 degrees, mm -hmm. I'll try yeah. them and just, uh, I just don't know. Start, yeah, just, yeah. Sack them. Yeah. But um, so you done the swim, so you're in. Yep. You're, you're was it uneventful or was there? A, no, I actually, uh, I, the advantage of not all these people staying on the <coughs> boat for too long is that the first like 500 meters was peaceful because half of them were still in the boat, mm -hmm. and so you just couldn't get into your rhythm mm -hmm. and da da da. And then people joined, so you had more feet to follow. I was not in a rush because I was like, I have a real long day and I want to get to the finish. Um, and then towards the end, it, it got a bit, um, because the currents, current was against us. Mm -hmm. And then when you hit the harbor, the waves were coming in and then the current was pushing you out. So you were like all the time like Washing this. Machine. Yeah. And then you swim and there's no one. And then you take the stroke and there's all these people. And then it's like no one. And, other people. and then the ferry is parked. So you have to swim around the ferry to get back in. It's just cruel. It's just <laughs> like, just really? I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to hit the ferry. So then, but it was everyone's like, people are out already. Like your support crews are out um, because they're awake for a few hours. <laughs> so they're like, what else to do? And then I got out, I ran to my bike and then um, T1, you allowed one support crew. And uh, I ran to my bike and they kind of call your number uh, and then the support crew can come in. And I came and my uh, support crew was not there. I was like, hmm, right, <laughs> okay. So then I, so I got my phone out and I was like, you know, hi, where are you? You know, I'm in T1, fancy coming here. <laughs> um, no, but they were getting If you're not busy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not busy, could you just come over here? Um, but they were getting me coffee, so fair enough, I gave them. So I said um, I was aiming for one thirty. I got out at one twenty. So nice. it was 10 minutes earlier than I thought. Nice. And um, I changed, I decided to change everything, like accidental nudity is allowed. I uh, think that's quite normal there as well, right? Like yeah. People do full changes of yeah. clothes for, for every, tran or both transitions. You're not yeah. really... No. 
very few people are doing like the one dry suit for the whole. Like, no, I maybe think, like one I or think two the pros. So I was yeah. just like, I'm, I'm just going to change everything. And then for the first 30 kilometers, you're not allowed support uh, okay. because you ride through the tunnels um, yeah. and old roads. Um, so you're not allowed, there's just no place to stop. Basically. So they have to like jump ahead to the... Yeah, so the first point I had was 36. Um, there was a bit, I was aware of a bit about the puncture because they put us on the old road and just like potholes after potholes. And then you get into this tunnel and people said there were seven kilometers. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was long, I must say. And you ride of cars as well. Because I was going to say it's not, not closed. Road. It's not a closed road. So you ride of cars and there's um, 260 cars just because of us. Yeah. And normal traffic because August is still popular. And then you, it's, you climb for the first 30 kilometers you climb basically. So you get out. I was so hot, I started taking all my layers off, of course. I was like... What was the weather on the bike? Um, we started, I would say it was probably like 12, Whoa. 12, 14. So it was around like water, right? But we knew that at the top, um, so because you got on the climb, it's deer on it, it was three degrees and raining. <laughs> yeah. So you knew, so it's like you put on the layers and then you take them off because you're hot and then you're like, I'm going to have to put them back. Yeah, it's a yeah. change in temperature, yeah. which is it's hard, just, isn't it's, it? It's the the hardly, and um, it's like a plateau. So yeah. it's open, but you high up the plateau. So yeah, basically. And um, yeah, so that was three degrees and it was kind of raining, but not too hard. But we knew the rain will come in like after first 90 kilometers. So uh yeah. Um, yeah. And then I had my stops, kind of their suggested stops. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we had them mapped out. I had it on my bike, like printed when we um, food kind of went to, ch- to think about change of the clothes. And I did have to change the clothes because waterproof, I'm not sure. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what is this waterproof? We, we've spoken about this before. There's no such thing as waterproof no. cycling no. clothing. No. clothing. No. I don't know if you just... No. I, I, it I, might delay water a little bit, but I that's, think, I think that's you're as good as it gets. Time. Unless you get on in, in, in your, uh, your wetsuit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and think, your booties. That, that's, I think, the only option. And then, so we just um, had those stops and even we used some of those like check stops just to, to make sure that, uh, you know, everything is okay. My tracker didn't work for the first, like until the first meet, my tracker didn't work. So they didn't, my support crew didn't know if I was still going or not. <laughs> so that was a bit, but then they saw me and I was like, okay. And then they called to restart. So, um, um, but after that it worked fine. So, so they could track me. That's the first year as well. So much easier. To yeah. know uh, rather than guessing. So that was 180k on the bike. Yeah. And um, it was like first half, I think it's quite pleasant. <laughs> uh, once you finish the climb um, and then when you hit 90, you have three climbs, three up and down. And then I was like, and then I descended and I was like, but the last bit is, is a downhill. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so here we go. So then it was a one big climb and it was raining. It was like, it was not great just anymore. And you were just like, I just, I just want to get over this now. <laughs> like, please get me. Um, it and, sounds horrific. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It doesn't sound. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> place um but you see your support crew as well and you like you know they're out for you yeah. and um 
everyone's in the same boat, right? We're yeah. Nobody's getting an easier mountain or maybe yeah. they escaped the rain. Um, yeah. But we're all going to kind of going for the same. Everyone wanted, you wanted the shit. Nobody put you in it, right? Yeah, so, that's true. So it's just like, you yeah. paid for this. Yeah, that's um, same. <laughs> and then, so I knew in T2, um, they asked if you want the announcer, you know, to make any specific annou- announcement when you come. And I love penguins. So I said, can you say something about penguins? We thought that was your surname, actually. We thought it was penguin. Because <laughs> yeah. you have a penguin. Yeah, 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 we have a penguin. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, so they put the penguin dance. I didn't know that there was something. But there was, so I got the penguin dance. Nice. So something to look forward to. Um, and the sun came out. Oh, no, for, yeah. the, for the run. On the so run. then you, you did T2. Is it the same transition? No, no so, so it's, it's point a point. back to uh, point to point. So you start in <laughs> you start in uh, Eidford, uh, which is from Bergen, I think 300 kilometers, and you end up like 600 kilometers from Bergen. Oh, wow. So it's closer to Oslo. Mm-hmm. If anyone is applying book tickets back from <laughs> Oslo. <laughs> Chris has been applying, applying for 10 years. I think this is his 10th year. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's desperate, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just kind of tough. Um, yeah, then and, uh, I started uh, running, so you kind of, I had to explain to my crew how to take off the front wheel, because mm-hmm. we had a bit of the issue um, that the, they cancelled our car rental, Avis, they said, we don't have your car, and I was like, this is good, <laughs> and uh, so then we, we basically, and you needed a van, because you need to put the bike box, bike, yeah. and uh, four people with me. Um, so we didn't, um, well, we didn't have a van and then anyway, and then the car we were supposed to get the second car was in a car accident. So we, and it was a Friday before the race. And I was just of like, of course, cause you're not after the race, you're not staying in the same hotel as you were before the race. No. Right. Cause you move such yeah. a distance during it. Yeah. Of course. So they, you yeah. have to be able to pack up all your things yeah. and take that with. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a camper van is exactly what you need for you need a camper van. Yeah. They don't allow camper vans. What? Too much, too big it's on the road. Too roads. big. That's yeah. Right. So there's so limitations. You need a camper also. van to go to the end. Yeah. <laughs> or well, you need like stations a, and a camper, need, like a bus, like a whole yeah. bus. It is a bit of a like a logistical trip, yeah. if if I'm honest, just because I didn't I kind of underestimate even just planning your stops and then planning on the run, it's even kind of less defined yeah. like in the bike the nature kind of defines a bit the stops mm-hmm. because like in some places you can stop yes kinda, yeah. because there's some places there's nowhere to stop and if you don't park your car behind the white up to blue like yellow road, lines yeah off the yeah. road you can be decued i can be decued because my support crew didn't park properly yeah. so you kind of have to really stick with it and um so anyway so but then we got the the small car priscilla and uh, so we couldn't put the car, uh, the bike in. So I just had to explain her how to put it. You know, it's exactly what you want to do in T two, <laughs> explaining <laughs> to your crew how to. So one thing to do is train your crew. Uh, yeah. or tell you, hopefully they know how to remove. That your might wheel. be one for your crew, like a bike yeah. mechanic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that could be good. That would be useful. They can, they can be with you beyond kilometer thirty. They could be anywhere. Yes, but the according to the rules, you can only. So, like it's a big mechanical, you can you should notify the T like that someone is helping you really. So if it's a if it's a flat tire, you should change it yourself. Mm-hmm. They can provide you 
with the tube. The, the tube yeah. or something. Well, pump, right? Because you need the pump again, then, I guess. Yeah. So anyway. It's kind of fair enough, yeah. I guess. And, um, yeah, and I, I started running. And, um, you know, there is this black and white T-shirt business. Yeah. And so people who run to the top, um, it's 161st who run to the top of the mountain, get the black T-shirt. And the, all the others get the white T-shirt, right? <laughs> so uh, I didn't know at the time. And that's why when they said you need to cycle down fast because you have four hours, 45 minutes. I was like, what do you mean? Like To get the yeah. white T-shirt. Yeah, but t-shirt they, in the, the meantime, there was, um, because the storm uh, was coming. And so they closed the top of the mountain. And then everyone had to run 237 kilometer. So some people got to run to 37 and down in depending your overall time, you would mm-hmm. get one or, or the other basically. And um, so I was like, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. I was like, I, 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 I don't get it. So I started running and I met Estonian. So it's like the Baltic states, we're always very close to each other. So we started talking and, and she's like, oh no, you have four hours, 45, because they closed the top and you, this is how much you have for, to make 37. There's a cutoff in yeah. terms of how. Yeah. yeah. So you have to run 37 kilometers. For me, it was four four hours, 45. And I was like, well, I can't do it. And I was like, hmm, still maybe possible. But you don't know that until you reach Zombie Hill. Uh, And then I was like, yeah, if I run around the lake, that's quite possible, right? But then um, I had already stomach issues. So I was like, oh, shit. But that's, you know, we can run with that. And then uh, we reach the Zombie Hill. Uh, tell us what zombie hell is. I mean, so this is uh, when you start the climb. So the, uh, where so you start it's the, all the way to the end. Yeah. 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 But it's, it starts on the road, doesn't it? Yeah. Zombie hill. So it's not, you're not off road yet. You're not no, like no, doing no. the hiking. And but we, you know, sort of, when you see it, it kind of yeah. just looks like someone built the road to like a wall no. that looks like a road. Kind of <laughs> so it's 30 it's from, like uh, in, uh, 37.5. This is when that goes off road basically. And then you just, uh, um, and everyone, it seems like when you get to the bottom of zombie, that's like a low point for everyone. It yeah. sounds like it's a real yeah. mental. Yeah. Because when it? you see it, you're like, shit. Yeah. It's steep as well. It's not like a, f- a small incline. It's like. It sounds when, It's called when zombie you, <laughs> when you think I'm going to run this, you're like. No. 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 This is. Like five paces and then you're like. <laughs> yes. It's like. <laughs> Rethinking that plan now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'll walk for a while. Yeah. I'll, how about we do the dog uh, dog walk? Uh, what do you think about this? Um, but I had my friend from twenty five kilometer tours, and um, they were running with you. Yeah. Yep. So he started running with me, and uh, I blessed him. I, I was hot, so I told him, "Can you?" wet my cap so he ran to like the waterfall thing and you know so I could do and we just went fishing you know you see people in front and you just say let's just take them over mm-hmm. right yeah. and you just so we made, we made good progress because of everything everyone was struggling right it's a long day and it was getting kind of hot and then uh, at 32 this is kilometer 32 this is where they check your emergency backpacks uh, so they check it the day before because you have to have first aid kit you have to have this um, the blanket. The blanket, the... which is actually a bag, not the blanket. There was a whole. Is this read the rules. Read you... the rules because it's like a very confusing thing. Is this something that you carry or your support carries for you? You have to, no. You each have of you, because yeah. they say if you split up, well, you don't have anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So you have to carry. So everyone, you know, tries to make it a small. You have to carry like 
a hat, gloves, a waterproof jacket, waterproof to uh, trousers. Slice of slice of brown cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emergency Prefer brown cheese. Sauerkraut. And um, so, yeah, so you kind of have a, gets checked, you get like a tag to make sure you comply. Credit card, I wasn't sure that I could use that in the mountain, but never mind. <laughs> Maybe there is. <laughs> Stranger things. <laughs> credit card. Yeah. You I know, you, you can when I'm it's like in the middle card. of nowhere. Because yeah. you can uh, order helicopters via credit card. It's not card. the Netherlands. <laughs> They're going to charge for parking up yeah. there. Come on. Uber, Uber <laughs> helicopter. No, and you have to carry some food and a drink. So they check right. that you have, you can survive mm -hmm. basically a few hours, right? Phone, of course, so, so you can maybe call. And <laughs> Take photos of your last moments. <laughs> yeah. How, on that? This always seems strange to me. How likely is it that you get lost on the way up? Is is it not kind of? As if it's foggy, right? I'm sure I saw one of the films. I think it's, if it's like foggy, it's on the clear different. day. I think it's fine, but I okay. think indeed it's on the foggy yeah, days. Then you've got a real problem. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to me like you, you you're more or less following other people, right? Yeah. Like even if you're, yeah, but, but you not if you move, can't see them. It's so yeah, very easy to go off path. You don't move foggy. very quickly uphill, so no. I'm guessing like you know the difference of ten minutes is. I can still see but that person. But it only like takes the first person to take the wrong turn. Down. Yeah, but the, the people at the top of, like, they've done it five times before. So, <laughs> you know, you, did you have to have a compass? No. <laughs> I think they missed something. That's why Maybe. you get your phone. Maybe. Until <laughs> the battery runs out. But no, this think, do a compass. You know, foggy, you know, getting lost in the hills yeah. and there's not even a compass. They sell compasses at the top. Yeah. That's, <laughs> why you <laughs> you need card. That's why you have the credit card. <laughs> so Uber can take you to the point of destination. Oh, uh, well. Uh, maybe it's for the lift down. I don't know, because, you know, for the only uh, athletes can take the lift down. Oh, is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the support crew has to walk down. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Maybe that's why you have to pay for the lift. I don't know. They didn't tell us. Um, but at that point already, the top was closed, right, because of the storm. And we were running and I was, I think, I don't know, we were, uh, we haven't approached yet 30, but it was closed. And I was saying to my friend, oh, look, the storm on the other side looks very pretty. <laughs> yep. And next, side, next, next thing we know, we're in the storm wow. and uh, it's cold. You know, I, I couldn't, I left too long. I couldn't even put the gloves on my hands because it was, it was, I froze. Mm -hmm. So we put everything that we had in the backpack was suddenly on us. And then on the 32, we were waiting to check the backpacks and the, the crew were run. And we were like, what? Like, you're supposed to check. And, the, and I'm like, I was like, what's happening? And he's like, just don't worry, just run. And I was like, no, but he's not checked our backpacks. And he's like, just run, just concentrate what you said. Okay. And we're going, going. And then we reach 36, past 36 and a kilometer. So six to go, 6.2 to go. And then there's a car driving into us, like into us. So I have to jump off the road. And I was like, this is odd, isn't it, right? And the race director comes out of the car and says, the race is over. And I was like, what? And she's like, the race is over. And I was like, you know, Norwegian kind of <laughs> bluntness. I was like, what do you mean? My race is over. She's like, your race is over. And I was like, shit, decued. Like, you know, wh what have I done? And then, uh, and they're like, no, uh, the race is finished because of the storm. So we are above the tree line. Mm -hmm. And it's lightning, so uh, it's yeah. a safety. And I was like, okay, so I said, can we go down and run around the two points? She's like, no. Can I run down? She's like, no. 
Can Damn. I run to the bottom and do the laps? No. She's like, do you want to be decued? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, I understood. Yeah. And then I was like, but I'm a finisher. And she's like, yeah, you're a finisher. I was like, okay, great. So, oh, yeah. Well, nice. So And then we go back to 32 and uh, my physio, Marit, um, grabs the flag, my Lithuanian flag, and we run for the finish line. And you're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel odd because it came to an abrupt? Yes. Because sort of. you can't see the end. You, like you, yeah. You haven't got that sort of overwhelm because no. I imagine that little, the emotion comes in those last few. Yeah, and you exactly. start, start visualising it. Yeah. I yeah, remember, yeah, like, yeah. When how I've are you going to do the finish? Yeah. 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 Well, like, someone's like, no, you've done. When I got so, <laughs> I got so far in, in Roth, it came a point where I was like, I'm going to finish this. And you yeah. start yeah. thinking about all these okay, things. Yeah, yeah. And then if someone just said, you're done, I'd be like, it'd be such a weird sort <laughs> no of... No one fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, arguing. can I do the laps? Yeah. Can I, like, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, no. And then, yeah, this was like a a grass like it's a um, pavement and then there's like grass and there's a big step and I was like this is when I'm gonna twist my ankle obviously <laughs> and he's just like careful careful and we run there's like a carpet ish and you're like yeah. I would start I would start weighing up in my head just ridiculously I'd be thinking right I might get disqualified but then you know I'd start, I finished the you race start, you, yeah, but then but you're like no, did right. I finish the race and you're like nah you know you're better off and you know that going into it right there, at any point yeah, you can course. just be like yeah. sorry with these conditions yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so yeah. anyway so that was quite an interesting uh, end to that and uh, especially when you're so close you're yeah. like you know just give me this I it's ruined did. my whole last question there, or one of my last questions, which was what did it feel like when you went across the finish line? But I guess it's a very different feeling. Yeah, it's what very you different. Set up in your head. It's a very different feeling. When, when did it sink in that you'd completed it, that you'd done it, that you're, you're, you're a Norseman finisher? Um, I think it's like uh, next day because you go pick up the T-shirts. and. Uh, um, did you get black or white? I got the black one. That's the good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the faster one. That's like the, that's pretty the good, Eurovision but. finish <laughs> rock metal, rock metal. long haired and bearded band. version. Yeah. I think they had to do some, you know, um, I don't know, rethinking because they just abrupt, abruptly yeah, stopped our yeah, race. Yeah. 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 So I, I was very happy with that. I came for the black t shirt. Um, yeah. And it's kind of the, 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 the dream is finished. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you, you can only it. race the race on the day, right? Yeah. It is yeah. what it is sort yeah, of on the yeah. day. So. so there were a lot of questions. Do you want to do it again? I was like, no, I've done that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that again. There's other races to do. Yeah. I can I, imagine it would be even more difficult to get in second time, right? Yeah. Before going on to, because I was going to ask what's next, but before yeah. that, maybe there's like three, if you could do three things differently. That's exactly what I've wrote yeah. down. Uh, what three things would you do differently? Differently. You mentioned before about tri bars, so you just rode a, ro a normal yeah, road bike. Yeah, the road bike. Yeah, so we'd put tri bars on. Mm. I mean, I I'm definitely well. I, I'm I'm not acquainted well with tri bike, so I I I bought it. I couldn't get used to it and sold it, and I was like, okay, it's not for me. I'm. I'm You've got a supporter. Matt is not a fan of tri bikes. He thinks he should be banned. <laughs> Well, I I mean, that's that more a safety thing. Like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. like, uh, and you need to be very confident descender on the yeah. titty yeah. bike because that's they have a hip in, and then you go down for like I would say twelve kilometers. You just go down. You have to be like. And tri bikes aren't meant for descending. Yeah, well. no, they're not, not built. Not for even that. ascending in, in a lot of ways, right? No, so no, not really. I mean, sort ascent, of straight line so, speed, yeah. more or less, and yeah. they can yeah. do that. Yeah. If I were if I were doing something like that, I think I would look at a road bike. 
mm. with clip-on try bars. Yes. Yeah. But if you've got like an electronic shifting, try and get a couple of blips. On That's what that. I tried. Uh, I never. Uh, they were out of stock. Okay. I was trying okay. to do that for because then you can sort of change from the end of the try bar as well, so you oh, get the nice. benefit of. Yeah. Of that. But, I was um, going to do that for Roth, and you think, oh, I'll be fine without the blips. But actually, going up and down off the tri bars over 180k is actually, mm. it takes a bit out of you to the extent you, mm. you start to think, oh, I'll just not take a drink, you know, just wait another yeah. couple of minutes. The blips. And then at least you've got, you can go down into the drops and feel a bit more steady yeah. on those descents. For <clears> right, the so. descent, I think it's because you have kind of up and down, right? And for climbing, you kind of want yeah. to be comfortable. So, so that, tri bike is one, uh, tri bars is one, not a tri, tri bar is definitely for me. I would reduce the number of stops with mm-hmm. the crew. For both bike and run? Uh, yeah, for bike, I would say. Right. Yeah. What Be- were you stopping, like every 20, 30, 15? So around every 30. Okay. I think there were just too many stops, and then okay. I was becoming, you know, when you become a bit like, I don't know if I can do this, <laughs> my is so high. So also, like, you start to cool down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, you have a chat. You won't have a longer chat than you should. Yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. you know, so all the crew has to be a bit like out. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can make it very easy to just relax a bit and yeah. sit down. Yeah. Yeah. So I think sure. you kind of more. So um, less stops. So less stops. Um, and I think I would want to put more, uh, not just concentrate just on the swim, <laughs> but just have like spent enough efforts on training all three disciplines. And not that I abandoned them, right? And I put more effort in the bike, but especially on the run, like it is the last one, but you can kind of make it or break it mm-hmm. on the run. So doing like hill runs, like mountain runs, so what I should you say. Do you think you were lacking a bit of that sort of mountain run? I think it's training. overall training harder on the bike okay. and then running more when you can either on very tired legs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or just running tired, to mm-hmm. be honest, because you are tired because mm-hmm. it's just a long day. So I think this is for me. I just spent so much my effort on swim, which I couldn't right. control in yeah. the end because you don't know what the water will be and nervous about that and really kind of being more consistently spread out. It's good yeah. to address your weaknesses, but it's more also it's a, you know, it's a free discipline sport. Yeah, so yeah. I'm naturally like I can run regardless, like, yeah, whatever. But running that, after the, after a day like that is yeah, a really a very, different thing, right? It's a yeah. very different thing. So you need to like, you know, go for those b- bike rides, but don't run off 20 minutes, like run off yeah, for one hour and a half. Hour, yeah, yeah. So I think that would We're be doing an hour in the hills, like exactly. running straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Even if you do it slowly, it yeah. doesn't have to be fast, but so that your lungs are used to it at least. Yeah. It's also the the muscles, right? Because when you've you're using a different set of muscles yeah. on the bike, exactly. first off, then you're getting off, and then having to use a whole different set of muscles for running as well. So yeah. I think. and when you're going up and down, you know, so yeah, much yeah. as well, you're using different ones again or different yeah. pains. If you if you live in the Netherlands for sure, yeah. So. Which is which? If you if you were sort of if you were forced to line up and do uh, and do Norseman Neil, like what would be the thing that you would worry about most? Um. I've thought about it before I entered Roth. It was always in my head that, because I've never done a marathon, right? But I've done an ultra marathon. So it started this sort of trend in my head that I'm going to skip all the conventional stuff and go for the stupid stuff. It always had in my head, ah, fuck that. I'm not going to do an Ironman. I'm going to do a Norseman. <laughs> it was always in my head that I was going to do something stupid like that. And then I realized how difficult it was. And I'll be 15 years still saying I'm going to do my first full distance triathlon. So 
I think the thing, it's got to be the the climbing. I mean, I'm a heavy athlete generally, right? Mm. And and where I do pretty well is I'm quite a good descender. I'm quite fat. I can sprint. But, you know, converting that into a sort of diesel engine that can go long and mm. then add 3,000 metres of climbing on the bike, yeah. uh, that I would just have to... That's and that's so many things. That's the strength training mm-hmm. and all that. I think the climbing would really get me. You saw me like on on climbs. It's really tough for me. Um, I'm getting better, but you know it's always taking you that 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 next level. I think the climbs would be the thing for me. Uh, the, the, and and that's related to tiredness, of course. Yeah, I think it'd be like the constant changes in temperature. I would find hard to deal yeah. with. Mm. Yeah, like maybe. from the cold of the water to then. Straight out yeah. and then sweating on the way up, and then that's cold be, at the top. I, I'm not, big, I'm not good at being cold, see, and that's where so. being slightly heavier helps. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I notice whenever everyone else is cold in the water, I'm, I'm alright, I'm yeah, quite like, happy. So that would maybe work in my favour, but I I'm would, not sure it would offset the difference in the. I climate. would definitely need a camper van just because I'd need like a room with all my clothing <laughs> in it, like my like 27 and, changes. And of, that's like another thing where you have to pack, but then you have to. People have to be able to find it, right? Yeah, you know exactly where that pair yeah. of shorts is. I mean, there's been other days where it's been beautiful, yeah. like people have been burning up, right? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. been other times. It's yeah. not like it's always one no. set of weather conditions, yeah. which yeah. is really difficult. And this is where so. you have to pack because on the runs it was 25 degrees, right? But in the mountain, it was like three degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have for everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So And then you're like, yeah, it's in the red bag. And everyone's like... Right, right. Do right you back. have anything else? Oh, actually, to draw a line under that race, one word. How would describe it in one word? Um, for me, it's a team. Team, interesting. Yeah. So what's next? And you, we'd said what it, what you would do. Would it be ultra or would it be a, a sprint? But do you have anything planned? That yeah, you're I do. To share? I have a, an experiment. Um, so I am, I would love to go back to running, um, but because of my knee and, um, so I'm trying to prepare for a marathon, San Sebastian actually in uh, November and trying to see, uh, how little I can run Mm -hmm. (laughs) and do like swimming, Uh, swimming, biking and, um, strength, Mm -hmm. uh, and doing more. Uh, faster runs, but not such long runs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and to see, like, so you get the aerobic endurance yes, from the other yes, sports. Exactly, and then build the speed, and to see how that kind mm-hmm. of how yeah. close I can get to my personal best, which yeah. is now a long time ago. Yeah. So this is kind of where I am, and then depending on that, um, I really want to go back to uh, to comrades. This ultra in South Africa, okay. and I've done it twice, and um, the next goal is to get ten. Because, you know, once you do 10, you get the permanent number. It's a bit mm-hmm. like in Berlin, I think. Okay. Once you've done a certain number. Have you already done both directions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got my back to back. So that's the next thing to yeah. do. Like My husband's nice. South African and it's like, uh, in South Africa, it's a huge thing. It's a that's massive cool. event. Do you know, comrades? No, I've never heard of it. How, it's, it's not much further than a marathon, right? How long? No, it's 90. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's uh, two oceans. is 56. That's, that's the one, one you're thinking, thinking about. Yeah, and that's yeah. in Cape Town. And then Comrades is in, uh, so in April is the two oceans. And then because their whole calendar is staggered, so you prepare for Comrades, yeah. the running calendar. Um, and then Comrades is you run from 
Durban to Peter Marisburg, Peter Marisburg to B- Durban, because yeah. it rotates every year. That's yeah. why you get back-to-back medal. So you and run so, both ways. What one hill, one direction is uphill and one yeah. direction is downhill. But they say the downhill is more difficult. Yeah, it why is. is that? Because of the straight. Because yeah. of the. You, you run like around kilometer. So they count the distance down. So yeah. it's around I think forty to go. And from so I spoke about that. That's a, for me. That's yeah. how every race should be. Count downwards. It makes from, you feel so much So from better. forty to thirty-two, you run down the hill. Oh, okay. your quads. Oh my so god! You, like, and you after climb. a marathon, you're already. You know, your 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 legs are pretty beaten yeah. up anyway, and then yeah. you're straight yeah. down. Yeah. And when you finish that, you're like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and it's not like flat. There are no flat patches. This is a problem. That's rolling all yeah, the you run through like there's, a there's no thousand hill value of thousand hills and it's literally this is what it is yeah so um but it's very nice race it's yeah. like very the whole country kind of gets yeah. behind it's it it's like the main like if you're into sports in south africa you yeah. get asked if you've done comrades, comrades right ah, so, yeah, okay. yeah that's cool so oh, we nice. met um person at the first year when i went who's done it 48 times wow yeah so it's that's how ingrained it is. Like, um, and I met the uh, last year the person who was doing it, and they did it thirty third time, and he missed the cutoff. One of oh, the cutoffs. That's gotten. Yeah, There's a guy, the guy that runs the Boston Marathon. I forget his name. He every birthday he runs the number of miles of his age. Yeah, he's, yeah, done, yeah. he's done it for like the last twenty years or something. We're almost at the end, so we usually wrap up talking about what we've been watching or listening to or anything we're reading while training. I'll start. I don't know. Really I have anything. I've been so busy with work. <laughs> I'm not even listening to podcasts because they're pissing me off. I haven't been, mm. I, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on AI <laughs> for for that's some work start. stuff. Yeah, that's that's as exciting as it gets. It's a bit boring, mm. but yeah, yeah. But what have you? What are you reading or watching? What's inspiring you? If apart we, from our podcast, like for your podcast, of course, that's the number one. That's I'm subscribed <laughs> and get the push notification. And from <laughs> nice. um, sports related, I'm, I I well, listen. Anything. I listen to a lot of podcasts, people will be tired. But um, I was extra mileist, I think it's called. And it was about breathing, actually. And it's oh. one of the Dutch guys, Costas or something, I can't remember. And he's breathing, you know, for training, actually. <laughs> we should watch it. We were just having a big moan about sort of asthma and lungs and all yeah. sorts <laughs> before you came. Yeah. Maybe we need to listen to that. Th- that was very good, actually. It's oh, like okay. how you use your breathing, how you can... Uh, help maybe in your sport mm-hmm. to uh, the breathing whether they say running up the hill where you kind of hyperventilate mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then you run in actually so mm-hmm. it's just train your lungs very differently oh, that's interesting I, yeah. I had to do as we were talking about this earlier one of the tests i had to do recently i had um, an issue uh-huh. with my lungs and it was a um, provocative hyperventilation test that mm-hmm. makes it sound sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, try it. They make you hyperventilate. It was uh, horrible. I, it sounded so easy, but it was really horrible. quite horrible. And then they're seeing how quick the lungs recover and mm. how much CO2 or whatever they're pushing yeah. out or something. The, one interesting thing that they said, and I also observed it, that a lot of us breathe in the front of the body. Whereas our lungs are actually at the back of our body. Mm-hmm. So just really observe when you breathe, whether you, when you breathe in, when the back of your body moves, because yeah. otherwise we just use half of the lung capacity. It's interesting. I think, is it the, uh, 
there's a the, one of the National Geographic sort of um, what's its name? Chris Helmsworth um, does one where it's sort of about longevity and right. like uh, body hacking, all these different kind of that. And one of them, it, the challenges he takes is sort of I think uh, going underwater or something, and uh-huh. it just from like ten minutes sat with a expert in what's it called free diving uh-huh. who teaches him how to breathe he like doubles the amount of time he can spend underwater just literally from like a couple of minutes of, a, of, of a few yeah exactly and Many of us. it's amazing how like it's quite a it's, it's quite a simple thing yes. almost to learn. That Many of us breathe wrongly, and I only learned this through this journey that I was talking about with provocative hyperventilation <laughs> and all that. Many of us actually... The, the, provocative the, hyperventilation <laughs> sounds like the album from that uh, Finnish <laughs> rock, <laughs> rock metal band. <laughs> but you have to retrain the lungs to sort of breathe better and more efficiently. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Talking about the rock bands, the one of the volunteers who's there, the man in Norseman, uh, he knows everything. He has his own rock band. Oh, cool. Give so, him a and then there were some songs that he was like, so that, you know, like, us to listen to this kind of Norsemanish song. My friend, I'll fight you till the end. Sing our song. It's here that we belong. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Motivational. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's it's basically it's hard shit is coming your way. Get ready. Ah, That's okay, like the okay, song. Okay, this okay. is the song. And it's kind it's of kind of thing. If Goggins if Goggins was a heavy metal guy, you'd get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a it's a good reflection. You listen to it and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of Norse man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's what, what are you watching or reading? Or? I've got way too much time on my hands. Yeah. Like I had three weeks where I couldn't get out of bed. So um, I've I've chased through. Some really good sci-fi stuff on Apple at the moment, so like chase with that. But actually, the one I'm really enjoying—I think it was a recommendation from you, Neil—was um, been like five seasons of Shit's Creek. Oh, it's brilliant! Which <laughs> no idea. It's it's oh, just this like really mainstream it. American sitcom. It's not edgy. Uh, it's not, okay. but it's very charming, <laughs> and it's just very funny as well. And oh, so they're, they're like twenty-minute episodes or something. Yeah, so it's quite short. Uh, they okay. disappear, you know, in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, like you've okay, watched yeah. four of them okay. or something, then you're like, I really should move now. It's you know? hilarious. But it's really good, and it's it actually it gets funnier as you go, right? Because you kind of get to know the characters. It's, and the, stuff. it's the gift that keeps on giving. So uh, yeah, yeah that, that's like if you need, I think some like light trainer kind of, you know, if you just yeah. got an easy session, you just need to be distracted. Yeah, yeah there's perfect for turbo training. Yeah, type stuff. although occasionally I'd probably have to stop and laugh too hard because <laughs> there's a really couple funny. of moments. It's really, really funny. Yeah. It's the guy, if you, I don't know if you've seen it years ago, the guy from American Pie, Jumbo's Levy, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. And David is his son in real life. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they and write the, it. Yeah, they right. both wrote it. Anyway. I used to watch Murder, She Wrote on the Turbo Trainer, but I don't know, very hard to get <laughs> yeah, it. Everyone has oh, their thing. I loved it. I loved it. The screen is still narrow because it's not fit for the white yeah, screens, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I love how poor acting is, but, yeah, but I love the, it. These are perfect for Turbo Trainer, like stuff yeah. that doesn't require too much thought no. and it's a bit sort of cheesy. Yeah, yeah. If, if you get like really hard intervals, I think I need to almost turn out and just do music yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. For just intervals, for, uh, it's music, yeah. but for the long, boring or, stuff, it's not just... Even a sort of lower interval, I can like watch TV or watch something through it. Not, you know, if it's not like a VO2 max kind of no. thing. If yeah. It's just like sweet spot yeah. or no. something there. I think this is what I watched fine. for, I did the, you know, Everest on the Zwift, you uh-huh. know, when... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah I remember. There you there go. You could have done five, uh, five seasons of Shit's Creek while you were yeah, climbing yeah. Everest, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It would be out of seasons by that time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, well... Yep. 
we could talk all night, but I think we're I know, at the end. But, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. No, thank um, you for having me. I'm sure everyone will be inspired by your, your journey. Um, so that's us, yeah. yeah. All we'll, we'll say is rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the usual platforms. That if you want to be like Eva. Yeah, be a, a Norseman. <laughs> Or a Norse woman? Norse woman. Yeah. Norse people, I think, Norse right? People. Norse people. Yeah. Norse. <laughs> Norse. be Norse. <laughs> Do you want to be a Norse? Um, and you can find uh, on online, we, we have a little holding page, t1.captivate.fm. And also we're on Instagram, but I'm not sure if we're posting much on Instagram because none of us are that good with socials. We're Which trying. Is T1 Triathlon Podcast, all one word on Instagram. But if you, you do want to ask any questions then. or suggest a yeah. guest or yeah. want us to cover anything, then that's the best way. You uh, slide into our DMs, as they say. <laughs> is that what the cool Ooh. kids say? Apparently. Um, well, I think they were saying it about three years ago when <laughs> I was last on Instagram. I was never cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and we'll be back with the next episode, which we're not quite sure what it'll be yet, but we'll have something feature-packed, I'm sure. I think we're, we're going to tackle bikepacking, maybe. But oh, yeah, we I could do that. Did that, or that. Is that more of a spring kind of...? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's probably for the off-season because it's not technically triathlon so it could be a good one anyway we'll see we'll keep you on your edge and we'll surprise you with that so until then we'll see you bye bye Bye.